Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, your mama and me RD. I'm a registered dietitian and mama of two. I specialize in nutrition and feeding for infants and toddlers. Welcome to Nutrition for Littles, a podcast dedicated to helping you raise healthy, confident, and intuitive eaters. Nutrition is kind of my thing, and I love sharing it, but honestly, the 30 seconds Instagram gave me on my stories just wasn't cutting it anymore. Join me each week as we go deeper and tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby-led weaning, and fostering a healthy relationship with food, and so much more. I'll try to be short, but I plan on answering your actual real-life questions using your examples. I will walk you through actionable strategies to help you protect and preserve your child's innate ability to listen to their bodies and eat intuitively. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of this podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Today, we are talking about sodium. So I did a reel on Instagram a while back all about sodium, and I knew I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into it. Reels are 15 seconds. So I did my best, (laughs) and then I did hop on my stories and talk a little bit more about it, and that information is saved to my highlights on my Instagram at mamaandmerd. But I knew that I wanted to go a little bit deeper with you guys. There's a lot to unpack in this area. Um, Not to like overwhelm you or anything. There's not a lot for you to know. But just as a dietitian and a scientist, you know, my my, uh, degree is in science. So I love to like get into the nitty gritty and the research and really read through it and know what's going on. So salt is really interesting because it has kind of like a totally bad rap in our um, culture. I feel like especially here in America, of like all these things that sodium does that's like super negative. And I think the reason why that is, is because it's kind of a pendulum, right? Like here in America, our American standard diet, and especially if people are like eating out a lot, sodium can be really high. So we want to make sure that we remember the recommendations for an adult is like 2300 milligrams of day of sodium. Now that is easily obtained if you just order like a fettuccine Alfredo pasta, (laughs) you're like already hitting the 2.3 grams a day of sodium. So, you know, I think it's this pendulum of like, uh, we want to keep in the middle of salt and sodium in our diet. First of all, yeah, let's unpack that. So salt and sodium are used interchangeably, but really salt is a compound made up of sodium chloride. So what we're more concerned about or what we're more paying attention to is that sodium level. So I'm going to talk about sodium in this episode, but um, just so you know, salt contains sodium. So that's where you're going to find it like at your table. There's salt, you know, how we typically salt our foods, um, but there is sodium in there. So I just want to clarify that really quick. But um, what I think happens is it's it's been demonized in our culture or in our society health-wise because we are eating a ton of sodium and salt. And that's because a lot of times our American diets are more packaged and things of that nature. And so our sodium intake has been high above the recommendation for a while. So I don't want to freak you out. I definitely don't want you to be in a place of like, monitoring like crazy and counting sodium milligrams and checking how many tablespoons of chicken your little one's eating and how much salt you put on it or whatever. This is not like that. I want you to be conscious, but not counting 
So I want you to keep that in mind. That being said, I am going to give you the recommendations and the numbers here just for your reference. But absolutely, again, I do not recommend you sit down and count these numbers. You will go insane. And as I'm going to share, the research isn't super clear. So even with counting, it might not be, it might all be for nothing. <laughs> so I'll give you the references. So for babies 12 months and under, um, the recommendation is to keep it around 400 milligrams of sodium per day. For toddlers, that number goes up a bit to around 1,000 milligrams to around 1,200 milligrams for toddlers specifically. So that's ages three and below, Um, or I guess ages one to three. (laughs) And then for adults, we see it go up to 2,300 milligrams per day of sodium. So all this to be said, um, the recommendation of keeping it around this like 400 to 1000 milligrams, that's not the RDA, which is what we are typically hearing is RDA. This is recommended dietary allowance. That's what the RDA stands for. This number is actually what's called AI, which stands for adequate intake. And the AI is used, adequate intake is used, when there's no way to determine what the RDA actually is through research. So that's why the 400 to around 1,000 milligrams for toddlers is used as the AI, because the research isn't clear. And this is why it was hard for me to go into depth on this on my Instagram. But we still use these numbers because honestly, it's the best that we have. We it's an observa- um, it's an observed number that scientists have pulled out and made the recommendation to keep it around that number for a myriad of reasons, but we know how the body functions in adults. We know how babies' um, bodies function. We know that babies are at higher risk of getting over or under hydrated, uh, dehydrated. So we know that that's a problem. We also know that sodium plays an important role in hydration status. So we want to keep an eye on it for sure, but overly giving too much sodium can definitely change the hydration status of a baby or an adult as well. And you notice that, right? Like when you have too much sodium, you tend to bloat or um, retain water. So this is true. And we do know that babies in general and their kidneys maybe aren't quite as strong. They're actually still developing um, rather than looking at an older child or adult. So knowing all this information, the best we can do is give the AI. So again, this is why I don't recommend you sit down and count because it's not super clear, even if we were to count. So we're not talking about a super strict, but we just kind of want to keep an eye on it. So I'll go over that with you as well. So the first thing I want to say is although sodium and salt have been demonized, sodium is super important to our diet. Sodium regulates our fluid shifts, our fluid balance, our hydration. It helps with our muscles, like actual the functionality of our muscles. It also helps with nerve function and keeping our blood pressure um, accurate and correct. Okay, so sodium is really important. It it is what transports fluid in and out of cells and really helps with the um, down and dirty details and mechanisms of action of our body and our cells. So sodium is important. A zero sodium diet is not a healthy diet. And in fact, breast milk actually has sodium as well. I think it's around 40 milligrams per eight ounces or so. So we know right then and there that sodium is something babies need. Sodium is something that humans need to function. So sodium is important. 
So I absolutely do not recommend totally restricting it or trying to get it out of your diet completely. A, uh, next to impossible, but B, totally not worth it because sodium is important. Okay. So I just wanted to clarify that. And I think going back to the whole research being unclear, the reason why it's unclear is because you can't conduct research if it's not an ethical research study. And it would be quite unethical to purposely give babies a lot of sodium, knowing that it could cause damage to the kidneys. So this is why the research isn't done in that realm. And it's extremely hard to study, which makes total sense. And this I find very true in nutrition in general. So we make kind of these generalizations, which is why nutrition is so nuanced and why I recommend working with a dietitian or having, you know, someone to talk to in your pediatrician as well that knows your child best and how they were respond to different situations. This is why it's a guideline, not a rule. So like I said, be conscious of it, but don't count. Okay, so now I'm going to give you some tangible, tactical ways to limit sodium in your babies and your toddlers. Now, again, we're not totally restricting, but some of these tips I don't think will hurt. Like It'll be super easy, almost mindless, but reduce the sodium dramatically. So a lot of us are getting way more sodium than we need. Like I said in the beginning, most adults, I think on average, are getting like 3,600 milligrams a day. So we're quite over that standard amount. And I think that's true for children as well. So here are some tips for you to limit the sodium. So the first and foremost is don't keep the salt shaker at the table. Honestly, try not to use it at the table at all. But if you don't have it on the table, it's much less likely that you will pick it up or your kid will pick it up. And this goes back to that whole idea of modeling. I talk about this all the time. Modeling is so important. If you are modeling the behavior of shaking salt on everything you eat, your kid is going to pick that up too. Now, salt has its place. There's a reason why salt is used in food. A, it makes it way more delicious. It also helps with preserving food in a more natural way. Like people love to hate on salt and sodium, but truly salt is a very natural way to preserve food, much more natural than some of the chemicals that they might use in other um, arenas in order to keep the sodium lower. So salt can be an incredible way to add flavor. It totally changes and texturizes food that may not be as delicious um, without it. Like vegetables, hands down, almost every vegetable I eat, we season it with salt because it's freaking delicious. It changes the texture, it um, tenderizes it, it brings out different types of like the... um, the moistness or uh, the hydration of the food, it changes it even like chemically on a scientific level. It changes the food structure, which is really cool. And you can do so many things with salt in food. But what I recommend is try not to use it at the table. Okay, this is another one that you don't want to be salting food that you're going to give to the baby. Now, if you are roasting, let's say some sweet potatoes and you want to salt them before you roast them, absolutely do that. Maybe just leave a small portion aside where you don't add salt um, and maybe put a toothpick in there or something in some way that you can kind of like ward it off. So you know when you pull it out of the oven, okay, this is for the baby, this small section is for the baby and this is for everyone else. So just something to kind of keep in mind. The other thing is use or make homemade when you can. So I'm totally realistic, you guys. You know that I'm like a big fan and proponent of the 80-20 rule. Um, But we want to make sure that if we can, if it's not so much work, if we're not totally overwhelmed, if we can use homemade sauces, homemade dressings, homemade whatever we can, when we can, when it's not too hard. Packaged foods 
in general, as a blanket statement, are higher in sodium typically because of that preserve, because it has that ability to preserve the food, right? So there's more sodium in it versus making it at home. When you are going to choose things at a store or store-bought things, choose the low-sodium option, the no-added-salt option, um, whenever you can. Oftentimes, there's little to no taste difference that I can tell, um, but it makes a huge impact on how much sodium you're actually ingesting. Another thing with that is if you are going to be using canned goods specifically, like canned beans, um, you can rinse them before you use them. So like with our canned corn and canned beans, I put them in a little colander. I fill it up with water and I just rinse them through like I would berries or fruits or vegetables or whatever. And actually, the research shows that rinsing them can actually remove up to 20 to 25 percent of the sodium content in total, which is incredible. That's a huge dip in sodium just by rinsing them and honestly not really changing the flavor. The other thing that I find is really high in sodium is chicken or veggie stock. Um, The stocks that are already liquid, but also the cubes that you just add water to. So try cutting that in half. A lot of times I don't notice a difference and actually prefer it with more water and less stock. So for my soups, if it were to call for four cups of chicken stock, I might do two cups of chicken stock and two cups of water. And then you also have the ability to salt it. So if you are just adding a ton of stock, um, it is already salty for you. So you don't really have much control over the salt. Whereas if you are able to cut that chicken stock, add water, then you can always add salt if it's not salty enough for you. So just keep that in mind when you're making different soups or um, stews or anything like that. As well as uh, stocks, condiments. Condiments are high in sodium. Just keep an eye on that as well. And another tip that I do is I actually scrape off any salt that I can see on things like crackers and pretzels if I'm giving them to my baby specifically. Um, So you know you can always see like the crystallized salt on top. You can actually scrape that right off with your thumb and it doesn't really change the flavor much. It changes the texture a little bit, but it decreases the sodium overall. The other thing that's really high in sodium is going to be your lunch meat, like deli meat and brats or hot dogs, things of that nature, bacon, anything that's preserved that way. So keep an eye on that and maybe just limit how often you serve them. Remember, you're in charge of what goes on the plate, so you can be in charge of how often things like lunch meat are served. Okay, so the other thing that I just want to touch on here as well is if you if you do have like a high salt day and you just notice like, oh, it's a little higher in sodium than typical, like we had bacon for breakfast and a turkey sandwich for lunch, increase their water intake, remind them, you know, gently to drink more water and um, cycle through those days. So if you have a higher salt day, go ahead and maybe the next day offer foods that are a little bit lower in salt or are more homemade. So a lot of times, especially like when we're traveling or when we have friends in town, we make bacon or we're just having a lot of more packaged foods on the go. Um, The next day, I'll try a little bit more to be mindful of increasing our homemade foods. Now, not every day is perfect, of course, but it's just something to keep in mind of kind of like ebbing and flowing that sodium intake. So a lot of times we are so focused on one meal at a time, one day at a time, when really it's the overall balance. So balancing it out as best you can. Okay, and my final little tip for you is we um, use sea salt or pink Himalayan salt. Now, sodium is sodium is sodium is sodium, okay? So I'm not gonna sit here and say, 
oh, if you use pink Himalayan sea salt, then it's totally fine and you can have as much as you want. No, it's still sodium, but it does have some trace minerals that are nice. I tend to like the taste and the texture a little bit more and it's pretty. So there you go. (laughs) I just wanted to throw that in there for you as well. Um, I hope this episode was helpful for you. It gave you a little bit more context and some tangible tips and ways to decrease the sodium in your household or just to keep an eye on it. Remember, 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 be conscious, but don't count. Okay, mama, I will see you later. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring some peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your hashtag mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review. You can find more from me on my Instagram at mama and me rd. That's mama dot and dot me underscore rd. And please feel free to send me any questions or comments you may have. Email me at alyssa at mama and me rd dot com. Until next week, mamas. Thank you.